Welcome to the College Football Rundown. I'm Woj. And I'm Walt. Welcome to the Big Ten Conference uh, preview. Again, Michael Story is joining us for this one. Thanks, Michael, for joining us here. Two in a row. I'm excited, guys. Big Ten. All right, let's get it started right off the bat here. We got Illinois, our hometown state wall. Yeah, I mean, we can't bet on them, right? Because DraftKings doesn't let us bet on college teams inside the state. But we'll talk about it a little bit. Not too much because no one cares about Illinois usually, right? That's how it goes. I mean, I, I'd have to take them over. You know, no one cares about Illinois. I do. I'm from Illinois. I'd like to see them go over. The overs are sitting at around three, three and a half, depending which book you're on. Obviously, from Illinois, you can't see that or bet that. But I'm just going to take the over for the heck of it. They haven't had a real good team lately. You know, it's not a bet that I'm actually going to make. But for the sake of our show, that's what I would pick for this one. Got to go under. New coach. Brett Bielen, was a, he's going to turn the program around, but it's going to take a couple of years. Talent-deficient roster. Uh, they didn't really compete last year. Fired Lovey Smith. I don't think this is going to happen overnight. If you had to make a pick, I think you got to go under. And uh, just, just so everybody knows, it's not just DraftKings that won't let us bet on Illinois college teams. It is a, it's a state law. So if you're in Illinois, you can't bet on any state college teams. Uh, but for all the listeners that are outside of Illinois, hit it to your heart's content. I'm not going to put an over or an under on this one. I'm going to follow the rules and guidelines here set by... <laughs> <laughs> You're a good man, Woj. Uh, but I do not like Brett Bielema one bit. I don't think he's that good of a coach. Um, and I also, my fiance Kayla, is a big fan of Lovey's Beard. She's disappointed he got fired. So that's just my thoughts. I think we all are, Woj. I mean, that's just my thoughts in Illinois. So let's move it on to Indiana. Wall, what are your thoughts here? I mean, Indiana right now, you're sitting at a seven and a half on the total wins. You know, I'll, on that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the under. I'm going to tell you why, too. Last year, they were really riding high. I mean, they beat Penn State. Remember that first game of the season last year? Late start for the Big Ten. Real exciting game. Beat them in overtime. I mean, really started their season. Then they took down Rutgers. Then they took down Michigan. Then they took down Michigan State. Everybody was really high in them. But, you know, if you look back now at those teams they beat, those teams weren't that great. You know, Michigan, that was a team that was really having trouble last year. Michigan State, I mean, just straight up garbage. Rutgers, you could say the same about them. I I don't know how good this Indiana team is. And I just think that that seven and a half number is a little too high. Stories over here. What you, you got a dinger story? We got a dinger. For we, got, we got a big dinger. Tommy <laughs> Pham just hit one. That's a plus 650 dinger. <laughs> Tuesday dinger. Dinger Tuesday, boys. Got to love it. Got to love it. But back to Indiana, you know, I, I'm just going to take that under, Woj. I, I think they're overvalued. I, I think I can actually make money on this one. I might put it in. I might lock it up. This one's tough to, to handicap. I think a lot of it comes down to Michael Penix's uh, recovery and, and if he comes back the same player or not. He tore his ACL last year, for those who don't know. Um, you mentioned that they beat Penn State in the first game of the season, but we know Penn State did underperform quite a bit last year. Uh, this is this is Indiana is going to have a bit of a bitter taste in their mouth. They're probably going to want to come back strong, but again, it's tough to know without knowing too much, especially in college. We don't know where the injury rehabilitation is for a lot of these players without knowing Michael Penix's status. I think this is a this is an easy pass for me. Moving on, Wall, it's our favorite team. Our beloved Hawkeyes. I don't put bets on my Hawkeyes, but I'll I'll give my my few takes. But story, let, why don't you lead this off since you're not one of the the Hawkeye alum here? 
Is it is it too early to to crown Tyler Goodson as the fantasy uh, champion or the fantasy king for this year? I think they, that that Ferentz is just going to run him into the ground this year. They're going to have one of the strongest running games in the entire nation. You must not watch much Iowa football, but it is a running back by committee. I don't care how good you are. He is not going to run Tyler Goodson into the ground. I guarantee you that. He will use him, but it won't run him into the ground. Well, I mean, I think we can agree, though, that the running game is better than anything that, that Petra's going to put out on the field. I would agree. I would agree. So, the, the, I was usually undervalued this time of year, and 8.5 does seem low to me. He always has his team ready to compete. So, I would take the over on this. I, as much as I it pains me to take the over on an Iowa team because I hate the style of play and I hate the way <laughs> Kirk Ferentz runs it, uh, the talent, there's just too much talent in this roster, and I think that they're always ready to compete. So I'd go over on this total. Well, I'm going to take the under, Woj. No. Oh. <laughs> Be still, my beating heart. <laughs> of course I'm not going to take the under. Are you kidding me? What are these books thinking at eight and a half? I mean, you got an Iowa football team. We just mentioned, both of you mentioned Goodson. He's great. Woj mentioned they have a running back by committee. Kelly Martin's going to come in there and get carries. They're going to blow teams over. And I will disagree with Story. I will completely disagree with him. Ferentz, Brian Ferentz, that is the son of Kirk, has come in on offense. He's calling pass plays now, Woj. We're throwing pass plays. Petrus, I'll agree. I don't, I don't like that guy so much. But he's a sophomore. He's got time to grow. But we're talking about this year. You got Indiana. That's a win. You got Iowa State. That's a win. You got Kent State. That's a win. You got Colorado State. That's a win. You're going to Maryland to win a game. Then you got Penn State. That's a win. Purdue, well, that's their homecoming, so you're going to crash your homecoming with a win. Wisconsin, win. Northwestern, win. Minnesota, win. Illinois, win. Nebraska, win. They're going undefeated this season. I mean, it's an easy over. Very easy over on this one. Undefeated season for Iowa. Book it. Take out a second mortgage. Hammer it. Yeah, I'm, I'm just being impartial here. Can't argue with that. You've heard it, Nate, Rundown Nation. Can't argue with that. Iowa undefeated. Moving on, uh, we have Maryland. Uh, and I have a few thoughts on this. So Maryland reminds me a lot of that Indiana offense where they have those explosive weapons, right? You have the quarterback and you have those key wide receivers. And, you know, Maryland came out of the shoot last year doing the same thing uh, with Tunga Vailoa. They have good weapons back there. Rakeem Jarrett. Uh, DMS, Jones, they have those, those the ability to put up numbers, and they did last year, but then they have the ability to completely crash their own party, run a completely different offense, and look like a team, they look like Rutgers, okay? They can look like Ohio State, and then they can look like a Rutgers, uh, all in the same year or back-to-back weeks, let's say. So, I don't know, I don't, the 5.5 here that most of the books have, Matt, or 6, I want to fade it, because they could go over easily, or they could very well go under uh, and crash their own party like they did last year. They're very much uh, – there is much of a Jekyll and Hyde program, a team that, that I think we've seen in the last few years. So Tua Leah, who's the younger brother of Tua Tungavailoa, who played in Alabama and now plays for the Miami Dolphins, he showed flashes of really elite quarterback play, uh, much like his brother did at Alabama. And then we saw him cr- come crashing to the ground quite a bit. So – it's five and a half looks pretty efficient to me, but I, I'd slate over on this. I think Mike Loxley has the program trending in the right direction. They've got a few new recruits this year. So I think that there's enough uh, bad teams in the conference. Uh, they've got uh, crossover games against Illinois, Iowa, and Minnesota. I think they can win two of those. I <laughs> think uh, they go over. Well, definitely not the Iowa one, I'll tell you that Didn't much. Didn't say which two. Uh, <laughs> yeah. you, you implied. 
Mike Loxley, I'll agree, he's, he's a good coach, and he I think he's really been coaching a good team the past couple of years. I mean, they last year they didn't do so well. They did beat Penn State, which was a down year for Penn State. They beat Minnesota in that overtime thriller. That was a good game to watch. But other than that, they really don't have much to say about last year. Again, we're going to put that year in, you know, asterisks. But I like the under in this one. Um, I just don't think that they can get that number, really, to be honest with you. Five and a half is too much. I don't see it on here. I I understand Howard is an easy win, Illinois is an easy win, and Kent State, but where do the other wins come from? I, Maryland would have to play out of their minds to beat them. Again, Woj, I'll let you pronounce his name since you're well-practiced on this. Tonga Vailoa. Tonga Vailoa. And that was I mean, first name? If, if, if he goes off, <laughs> if he goes off, then your underbet is going to get crushed. You know, he's a talented player. His brother, we obviously know, very talented player. But if he goes off, this under is done. But I'm going to take the chance and I'm going to say, you know what? I don't think he goes off. I don't think they hit that number. I don't yeah, think they get it's five. It's too much of a wild card like I talked about. Uh, this team, I like them for daily fantasy purposes in the, that explosive offense because some of those options are going to be cheaper. And, hey, maybe you get them on the week they explode. So I always like to look at Maryland for that daily fantasy, but not the consistent 5.5 or not the consistent wins to get to those lines, Wall. All right, let's move on to Michigan. We got Michigan. Oh what are your thoughts on Michigan? Let's burn the whole program to the ground. I like it. Fire Harbaugh and Jim, start over. Hey, Jim Harbaugh's burning the program to the ground. We don't need to start it. It's already starting to burn. Let me ask you guys this. Who do you think actually starts at quarterback for them this year? Is it going to be Kay McNamara, who started most of the season last year, or this true freshman, this four-star recruit, J.J. McCarthy? Uh, as far as the reports have it going right now, Cade McNamara is going to be the starting quarterback. Yeah, terrible decision by another terrible head coach. <laughs> it's just unbelievable that uh, that Jim Harbaugh is here. I'm taking the under on this. I don't see this program taking a step forward at all. There's too many challenges in the East there. Uh, big roadblock for them is obviously Ohio State, and this team always seems to underperform. So uh, way under on this. I'm with Story, under. That's enough said. Wall? Uh, I'm going to disagree with both of you on the quarterback, by the way. I think it'll be Bowman that gets the start. The transfer they brought over from Texas Tech, obviously – he left because what happened at Texas Tech? We got Shao from Oregon. So we got this circular motion from this transfer portal. Woj, you're probably going to talk about that in our episode. If you guys haven't already listened to it, you know we'll call it the transfer portal episode. But that's what's happening from that. Now they got this quarterback in Bowman who at Texas Tech, he, you know, they at Texas Tech, they run more of a, you know, we're going to throw the ball downfield. They play in that Big 12. Now you look at Harbaugh, and you got a lot of people that don't like him for the style of offense he plays. That's a run it down your throat offense. You know, now they got Mattis back there, an offensive coordinator. This is a really hard one for me. I think they're going in the right direction. They just they haven't been able to win. They haven't beat Ohio State. That's all you hear about the program. Harbaugh can't beat Ohio State. You know, this year, like most years, they played them the last game of the season. I think he's going to get his team in a place where they can maybe beat them. And that's the only reason where I think they're going to play a spoiler in the Big Ten. They're going to beat Ohio State that last game of the season. I think that's going to push them over the edge. I think they'll get over that 7.5. But I do want to say I've been on you know Michigan the past three years and totaled over, and I've lost almost every one of them. I pushed one year, 2019, I believe. But I got that going for a bit. I'm still going to take that over. going to take it. If they, if they beat uh, Ohio State the last game of the season, I will come back on the pod and, and – and you'll have my contrition on air, recorded for all time. Great. All right, let's move on to the other Michigan team. we got Michigan State. A uh, few things about this one. They're, I like the under at 5 here. Uh, I don't like the under at 4.5, so depending on where you're getting this, 
I like the under at five. They have to play Miami, Northwestern, Indiana, and Ohio State. I think those are all losses on their schedule. Uh, would need to go five and three in the remaining games of the season um, just to push. So I don't find that likely. Michigan State hasn't been a very good team. They still aren't a good team. They just put a new coach in there who's been known for recruiting. Well, guess what? He needs time to recruit. So I like the under at five. Yeah, tough season for uh, Mel Tucker last year. I think they went two and five after after a pretty good 2019 season. Um, I, I want to believe in this team. I like this Michigan State team. Uh, they do get Michigan at home, and I think that uh, the, the Michigan State team can really get up for that. They tend to get up for that game. Uh, but I, I agree, Will. I think you got to go under on this. It's just not enough time for Mel Tucker's program to be put in place. They don't have a really good talent-rich team. The quarterback suspect. Uh, I can't even name the, the starting running back right now for them. There's just not enough to this team to make me want to take the over. Uh, I mean, Michigan State, what do you do with them? Well, I think you're right, depending what book you're looking at. If you're looking at the five versus the four and a half, it's a different scenario. I'm going to go the under. I'm going to look at the DK line. you got to lay minus 120 on it, but that's what I'm going to do, get that hook off there so I can get the five and get a push, which, again, we don't want to go for that. I'm not actually going to make this bet for the sake of the program we're going over these. I look at the game Miami of Florida, man. Who puts that on their schedule, the third game of the season <laughs> oh, no. in the Big Ten? I mean, you got to play that gruesome Big Ten schedule, and now you put Miami of Florida on there? Like, I, I don't get that scheduling. Maybe they thought this year they were going to be, you know, one of the top teams and they needed that win to get in the football playoffs. I'm going to disagree with that completely. But, you know, I, I would have to go with the under, move it up to DraftKings minus 120, get the full five. All right, let's move on to Story's favorite team. Well, actually, no. Before we get to Story's favorite team, we'll talk about Minnesota Wall. Well, I think Minnesota, that's definitely Story's favorite coach, right, Story? You love it's a, Fleck. This is another one. If you listen to our Big 12 episode, I'm not a huge fan of a lot of coaches, and P.J. Fleck is at the top, and uh, I don't care for him. I don't care for his attitude. Uh, doesn't speak to my feelings on the team, though. I think this is a good Minnesota team. Tanner Morgan's a pretty good quarterback. They've got a great running game with Muhammad Ibrahim. Uh, this is really going to be a, a strong offensive team and not too daunting of a schedule either. They've got a big test early with Ohio State, but if they can play them tough, don't, not necessarily that they have to win, but if they can play them tough, that brings a lot of confidence for the rest of the season. I see Minnesota going over that seven-game number easily. We talked about TCU being the most veteran team in the Big 12 uh, with 18 returning starters. Minnesota has 20 returning starters. That's a big number. Uh, very veteran team here. Do I take the under at seven though, or the oh, I, this one's a tough, tough call for me. I think they have it pretty right there. Uh, right now they have it sitting at uh, right at seven. Uh, most of the books, I think DK has it at six and a half. They have to play Colorado, Purdue, Northwestern, Iowa, Indiana on the road. Uh, they open the season at Ohio State. Uh, half of the winning half of those games seems like a stretch. I don't know if I can push the seven. I'm going to take him under. Man, I I don't know. I, I got in my paper and I see, <clears throat> excuse me, Woj is looking over his shoulder at my paper every now and again. I don't think I don't see that, Woj. But I had them in the under. I think Story, he might have convinced me otherwise. But then I'm listening to Woj go over that schedule and looking at the schedule myself. And you know what? I, I think I had it right with that under. You know, I, I think that under seven is going to come in. I don't see those seven wins. I just really don't. I mean, they got to play at Iowa. That's a loss. Wisconsin, that game is intriguing to me. Last game of the season, you know, that's going to be cold. It's up in Minnesota. That's going to be snowy. Anybody can win that game. So I guess 
maybe that's where the seventh one comes in. But in that game, Wisconsin's going to be a favorite. You know, I'd pick Wisconsin to win it. I think Woj brings up a great point about their, you know, returning experience. He mentioned they had 20 players coming back. They have 10 on offense and 10 on defense coming back. That's incredible. They have almost 60 players total coming back. They only lost 15. I mean, that's a lot of experience. But I'm still going to have to go with the under because I just I can't find those seven wins when I'm looking at the schedule. All right, Story, your favorite team, Nebraska. Oh, God, what, a, what an embarrassment of a program. The fact that they haven't been kicked out of the Big Ten yet is beyond well, me. Well, hey, they might because they're not in the American uh, <laughs> educational whatever they call it to get into the Big Ten, which is it's an, it's an yeah. academic thing instead of an athletic thing. I, I, yeah, when you guys mentioned that on the pod the other day, I was, I was flabbergasted. Right? What is going on there? Scott Frost is not the answer there. He hasn't fixed the situation. <laughs> Most Nebraska people think he's the answer. They love him. I, I get that he's a former Nebraska quarterback, but he's an awful head coach and cannot evaluate talent. He couldn't evaluate talent to get himself out of a wet paper bag. It's just unbelievable that he's still there. He has not gotten the team to 503 seasons there. Adrian Martinez, he's he has completely, completely nerfed Adrian Martinez's talent. They lost. They couldn't keep their Swiss Army Knife player, Wandale Robinson. They lost him to Kentucky this year. There's no talent on this roster on the offensive side. They've got a tough crossover play schedule. This this is an easy, easy under for me. Well, I, I mean, that's tough to hear, hear you say, you know, Minnesota over, Nebraska under. You got... I don't know, story that, that that baffles me because I, I'm going to disagree with that. I well, I'm going to say both of them are under, so I'm going to disagree with the over you said before. But we got Scott Frost. He also played. I don't know if you know this, but he played at Stanford. He was quarterback there for two years before going to Nebraska. But yeah, the Nebraska fan base they were stoked when he came in. He came from in from UCF. Great, you know, we all know how great their program were when he coached there. They were the national champions, right? Well, did they yes. have their parade and everything? Yeah. Yeah, they were national champions one year. A lot of people don't know that. I mean, actually 99% of people don't know that. But he was a great coach when he was there. He came to the Big Ten. He's done nothing like we both mentioned. Uh, all three of us have mentioned so far. You know, they beat Fordham. They beat Buffalo. They beat Illinois. They're going to win their first three games. So if you got that under, which that's what I'm going to take, I'm going to be sweating it because that's three wins right off the bat. Now they only need three more just to push. I'm still taking the under, though, because then you got Oklahoma. Hey, who's going to win that game? Anybody? I would say Oklahoma. Oklahoma. <laughs> so you think Oklahoma's going to beat Nebraska? I'll agree with you on that one. Okay. So we're agreeing. Then they got Michigan State. They'll probably lose that one. Northwestern, they're going to lose. Michigan, they're going to lose. Minnesota, they're going to lose. Purdue, you know, they might win that one. I don't know. Who mm. knows? Ohio State, they're going to lose. Wisconsin, they're going to lose. And then they play Iowa last game of the season. That one's obvious. It's a loss. So you're not getting to that six number under. On to my least favorite team in the Big Ten, Northwestern. I'm just going to take the under. I don't care. Not a fan of Pat Fitzgerald and not a fan of the program, Loach. I'm not a fan of either. Okay. But uh, enough. enough said. Story done to you. Uh, this is a tough number. That, that six and a half, six and a half, six, seven, that, that's a tough number, right? They, they made it to the Big Ten championship game last year. Um, COVID-shortened season, though, so it's tough to take away from that. But th they have a chance to make it to the third title game in four years, right? A tough, tough defense. One of the strongest defenses in the country, certainly one of the strongest defenses in the Big Ten. But tough, tough uh, year for them with Wisconsin and Iowa bringing back a lot of veterans. Um, strong running game. Oof, I, I think that six, six and a half number is too close to call. I'm, I'm going to take a pass on this. So do you? So do you like Pat Fitzgerald? No, I don't care. Okay, because who, who's more? Who's higher on? Is it is it Ferentz or Pat Fitzgerald? Where does it go first? Oh, it's it's. That's a good question. Because let me tell you, Pat Fitzgerald's uh, offense is 
slower than Iowa. If there was a team that played slower football, it would be by far. Trust, trust me, Woj. As, as my mantra is, it's it's your life's too short to take under or to to take unders, right? And seeing this team play is it, it hurts my soul. It hurts my soul to watch this team play. When, when it's just run, run, pass, run, run, pass. It's unbelievable, right? It's 2021. What are we doing, right? This is, They invented the forward pass 120. Anyway, Pat Fitzgerald, terrible coach, decent program, good defense. I think they can get to six wins, but I'm going to take a pass on the, on the over-under. I like Pat Fitzgerald, man. He's, he's been there 16 years now. He's got himself set in a program. When he got there 16 years ago, we wouldn't even be having this conversation about an over-under sitting at six and a half. I mean... You would be talking about three or four when he first got there. So he's got this program moving up, and I, I, I'll have to go on this one. I'm going to go over. You know what? In Illinois here, we can't actually bet that, Woj. So I'd be, I am surprised to hear you say under because you're breaking the law, and I know you're a law-abiding citizen. But I'm going to go over here because I think they got some people they can beat. They can beat Duke. They can beat Ohio. One thing that concerns me is they do get Michigan. They're at Michigan, and Michigan's coming off a bye week. That's one of the swing games with all these total over-unders on the wins for the season. There's always a swing game or two swing games. That's the swing game right there. It concerns me a little bit that Michigan's coming off a bye and they're playing at you know the big house in Ann Arbor, but I'm still going to go with that over. I think they're a good team. I think our division in the Big Ten is a little under-hyped, and that's one of the reasons I'm going to go over too. On to the... Favorite to win the Big Ten, Ohio State. Uh, they're sitting at 11 across pretty much every book, just like Oklahoma was. My thoughts on this is Ohio State always likes to drop that random game to a team or bring a team, someone plays them way too tight. Uh, and they always kind of drop that one game or two games. And it could easily happen this year, especially with a new quarterback uh, in the system. So I'm going to say... I'm going to fade this one. I'm not going to bet it either way because they could easily win every single game this season or they could easily lose one of those random games. But I always see Ohio State losing one of those scrappy games to a Rutgers or someone awful. We're looking at a strong quarterback competition, probably the most talented wide receiver group coming back in the country. Uh, incredibly strong running back, running game. I've heard really good things about how the running back room is shaping up, even with the loss of Trey Sermon this year. But I think out of principle, I think you're right, Well, You just have to take the under. Whether or not they drop one of those random games, the bottom line is, and we talked about this a little bit on the, on the last mini-pod, um, if there's a COVID forfeiture, you don't know how your book's going to handle it yet because a lot of them haven't made rules on that. I think just out of an abundance of caution, you either take the under or you pass on that line because 11, there's no room for error. There isn't, and I'll say I said the same thing about Oklahoma. I'll say about them. It's tough to win every single game on every Saturday. It's, I mean, it doesn't happen very often, and that's kind of what you're banking on right here. Not to mention, you know, I week two Oregon team. I mean, that what a schedule! Like they want to be in the national championship schedule in a game like that. The right? Real Jay Z's definitely taking the under on Ohio State because because uh, he's get betting the Oregon win. Oh yeah, Ohio State definitely because. You know he likes Oregon, and what probably when we talk about the Pac-12, hopefully he'll be with us to help us out navigate that conference. But, you know, i, I got to take the under, uh, much for the same reasons that Story mentioned. I, I will say one thing, though. I, I think that Michigan is going to win that game at the end of the year. I think this is the year that Harbaugh beats Ohio State. I'm going to bring it up again. You know, that's that's their one loss right there. The best you can do then is a push with that loss. So let's go with the under on these guys. You planted your flag there. <laughs> History's not on your side, <laughs> but, but he, 
But we'll see. Hard, Come hard, November. Hardball's on your side, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, Pets. Well, actually, I, there's one thing, too, I heard on I don't know. I can't validate it, but I heard that Ohio State's going to shift to a dime defense, which will be very interesting in the Big Ten. I mean, it makes sense for when you get in the college football playoffs because then you're playing teams like Oklahoma, Alabama, teams that go over the top. When you're in that dime defense and you're bringing back another player in the secondary, it really helps for teams against that. But, I mean, playing a full schedule in the Big Ten with you know a dime defense, that's not going to work because those teams are going to run the ball down your throat. So, it gives me a little bit concerned during the season, too, if they get used to that dime defense. When they play teams like Iowa, you know, they're not going to play them this year. But that kind of offense, when they play teams like Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State, if you have a dime defense, you're not going to be able to stop that run. So I can't confirm that they're switching to it, but I did hear that they might. So Yeah, Penn State would be a good one. That's our next one. At eight and a half, I like the over. Sean, I mean, yeah, we're talking about a team last year that played terribly. And we, the books have them at eight, eight and a half. Sometimes I think some books have them even at nine. I mean, but eight and a half, Sean Clifford and Dotson are going to be the two, the dynamic duo of the Big Ten. Those two players alone should be number one and two. Um, and they're going to be great. They're going to be fun to watch. It's going to be good. I, I see the over here uh, this year for Penn State. Yeah, I, I think this Penn State team is underrated by a lot of people in the national media. Um, it was a disastrous year last year, right? It, it was it was a super down year. Uh, but I like James Franklin's track record for success. I think that uh, Sean Clifford is going to rebound this year after having an incredible 2019 season and a not-so-great 2020 season. Um, and you mentioned Johan Dotson, incredible wide receiver. You look at just... Briefly talking about fantasy, Sean Clifford is ranked pretty low for starting quarterbacks this year, probably down in the mid-40s. But I'm looking at possibly keeping him in our league as a keeper. Uh, I think that certainly there's going to be a strong offensive unit all around. And the books at that number, based on last year, at 9, they're begging you to take the under. I'm I'm going to go over on this as well, Woj. I'm going to have to disagree with both of you. I feel like this is kind of me saying that a lot because we're not on the same page here. Penn State, I mean, they are a perennial good team, right? They're expected to get nine wins. Last year, that did not happen. Hey, we can chalk it up to COVID, whatever you want to do there. But in 2019, I think they had three or four losses too. I mean, this is a program that's not what they used to be. And I I just don't like them this year. I do like Clifford. I think the reason Clifford's going to do well, though, is maybe they get behind and they have to start passing. That's going to give them some of those passing yards. But as far as the team itself, I'm going to have to take the under on this one. Moving on to Purdue, Wall. Purdue. Uh, I, I got to start with this one. I, well, I'm going to take the over because, you know, I, I want to be able to sleep in my own house. And if I take the under, my wife might kick me out. <laughs> Definitely not getting any dinner, that's for sure. But Jeff Brom over there, I think he's a really good coach. He hasn't been able to perform lately. That's obvious. That's clear. I think maybe this year they can get it done, though. Right now we're sitting at a number of five. Really, they just got to find five wins. You know, they play Oregon State. That's a game they can win. They play Connecticut. That's a game they can win. Illinois, that's a game they probably will win. Nebraska, maybe they sneak that one out. I think they might. Indiana's a game they could sneak out. There's a way they can get to those five wins. And I'm just, I'm going to go with Jeff Brom. I like him. This is the year he's got to prove something, though. So he's got a lot of pressure on him. I think he comes through. I think they get over that five. Yeah, not exactly great so far for for Jeff Brom. I mean, he was asked to come in and reinvigorate a program that's been languishing since Drew Brees left, frankly. Um, But 
Quarterback Drew, uh, Jack Plummer is back, as well as wide receiver David Bell. And another little fantasy slant. That is, D- David Bell is, I know he's going high in drafts, but that is a guy that I'm targeting in, in all of my fantasy drafts this year. I think he's going to have an incredible season. Could be um, some offensive fireworks in Purdue. Um, they're going to need to show some results on defense, but at, at five, I think that number is just too good. I think there, there's enough wins in their schedule that they can easily get to five, so I'll take the over. Moving on to probably the worst, or maybe second worst team in the Big Ten, Rutgers. Rutgers University. Story, what do you got on Rutgers? You, not a lot. on Kansas, so what do you got on Rutgers? I mean, they've got Greg Schiano, right? Um, we're excited about the future with Greg Schiano and, and with the Scarlet Knights, um, but there's just not much to say about the program. It's It's been a tough recruiting number of years. Um, they're, they're probably just going to be looking to play spoiler in the Big Ten. Um, and it, they've got incredibly difficult schedule this year. Um, what's that number at? Four? I think I'd shade under on that. Uh, but again, I don't really think that there's a lot to talk about with this program. I'm going to go over on this. I mean, I'm not going to, don't get me wrong, I'm not going to put an over total bet on Rutgers in real life. But as far as the podcast go, I said I'd pick every one, so that's what I'm doing. I'll, I would pick the over on this one. The reason being is because I think they got a couple wins they can get. I don't respect that Syracuse team. I never have. They play them week two. I think that's a win. Delaware is a win. And that's two games right now. Right there, they only need two more. Week one, they play Temple. That could be a win. If they win those first three, they only need one more game the rest of the season. And they got seven, eight weeks to get that one more win. You know, I, I think I'm going to take the over. I think I'm going to go with Shiano. Let's see what he can do. Last but not least, we got the, the Badgers up north, Wisconsin. Story, what are your thoughts on uh, on Wisconsin here? Uh, another, another team that looks like a runaway favorite to win the Big Ten West. Right, Wisconsin is a uh, powerhouse in terms of running the football, but uh, Graham Mertz, I think is the quarterback's name, had an incredible performance in, in their, his debut as a starter last year. Uh, this team could be shifting less from the run and more to a, a pass-focused offense. Um, th- they've got a tough schedule, as always, but they've got an incredible defense, strong defense. I think you got to go over. There's enough, as I mentioned in the last one, there's enough wins built into, into their schedule. There's enough teams that they can easily beat up on that uh, nine and a half number looks a little low to me. I'd go over on this. I'm not completely sold on Mertz either. He did have that crazy good game, but that was against an Illinois defense that just wasn't there at all. Um, and he didn't didn't go crazy the rest of the year either. So I don't know. I, I'm not going to pick one way or the other. If I was leaning, I would definitely say the under, um, but I'm just going to leave it up to Wall on this one. I'm gonna, I, I love Wisconsin. I love their football program. I love how they play football. They're just a fun team to watch. It's my, I mean, Story hates them for the same reason, but it's just the style of football I like to watch. I'm going to go under, though. I, 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 nine and a half, come on, man. Come on. They're going to lose to Iowa right there, right? So that's one loss. Now you only need two more losses. You know what this team did, Wisconsin? They went out and put Army on their schedule. That's an Army team that can beat them, man. They play football. They come to play at we West Point. We talked about Army a couple times last year and how they're to, they, people got to start paying attention to them. They do because Army is a good football team. They play some good football. They run that option, which bores people to death. You know, you get Michael Story and you're watching the game on with Saturday. You know, oh, what are they running this option for for the fifth time? Well, it works. Fifth you know, time. Fiftieth yeah, time. That's true. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. But it works because it keeps your defense off the field. It lets them rest, keeps the other defense on the field, gets them tired. So, you know, I, that game, I don't know why they scheduled that game. That, that could be a loss for them. You know, I, I might be betting it myself, but. As far as where the other two losses come from, they can come from anywhere. You know, Penn State could beat them. Notre Dame definitely going to beat them. Michigan could come through and beat them. So 
I see them losing a couple games, I will say. Their linebackers were bad last year. Wisconsin's a team that's known for their linebackers. This year, I think they'll pick it up a little bit, which will pick up Wisconsin, especially in a Big Ten run-heavy conference. I want to give a shout-out to Mr. Jack Eschenbach. I think behind Ferguson at tight end, Mr. Jack Eschenbach is going to get some you know, passes. He's going to get some catches this year. So I'm really excited for that tight end crew with Ferguson. I'll probably keep him in our fantasy league as we've been talking about fantasy a couple teams, a couple times. I bet you I know somebody in our league that's going to keep Eschenbach. So that's two keepers in our league. They're tight ends from Wisconsin. I mean, watch that tight end crew. I'm still going under, though. Yeah, that uh, that October 16th game against Army, I know what I'm not doing that week is picking any of those players from my DraftKings. No, unless they got defense on there yet, Walter? Not yet. We not talked yet. about that, I though. Know. We're sending letters. We're trying to get it to go. It'd be fun. I, I need that to happen. Story, thanks again for joining us for this preview of the Big Ten. Yeah, it's been fun, as always. Appreciate it. You guys uh, keep up the great work. I look forward to the rest of the year listening to the podcast. And uh, let's let's make some money this year, boys. Story, I like this episode because you've been turning your head every five seconds to see if we got another dinger. So nice. I, I want to thank you myself, too. Which thank you. I want to thank you myself for taking time out of your Dinger Tuesday to come talk with dinger us. Dinger Tuesdays. It's my, Tuesdays are my favorite days of the week, so that's how much you guys mean to me. Thanks for listening, everyone. You can catch us on Twitter at WWCFB. Our Instagram's college underscore football underscore rundown. Our website, which you can get all our podcasts and information and contact me and Kyle on, is collegefootballrundown.com. Thanks again for listening, everybody. I'm Woj. I'm Walt. And this was the College Football Rundown. We're out. We're out.